Heyo! Welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. I am so honored to drop into this space with Shawnee today. She is a former PEDS ED nurse who thought that she had landed her dream job only to kind of lose herself in the process, both mentally, physically, and emotionally, to now living her purpose and living in full alignment with what she does as a nurse coach. And I'm sure that you're gonna be able to see yourself through her story in many, many instances today. But I think it's so powerful to realize that even though it might all make sense on paper, even though it's what you ta- were taught in nursing school, it doesn't have to be the path that you choose to pursue if it's not in full body alignment with who you are and your purpose here in this world. Hello, Shani. Welcome to the View Podcast. I am so excited to dive into this interview and just to get to know you as a human. We are talking a little bit off the mic, but I'm sure there's so much more wisdom and value that you have to share for my community. So just share with us a little bit who you are and what you do. Okay. So I am, um, my name is Sean Arsenault. I am a life alignment and coach and business mentor for nurse coaches. Um, So what I really do is I help people in the healing space. So nurses, healthcare workers, anyone who considers themselves a healer to align their life with their purpose and their passion. And so, um, so yeah, my journey really started, um, about six years ago, I was a burned out peds ER nurse in the hospital and, uh, I became a nurse because I, I really love helping people and, you know, just after working in a few different healthcare settings in PDR and oncology clinic setting, I even did like case management just before um, I became a nurse coach. And um, I just found that I wasn't really like connecting with people the way that I really wanted to. So what I ended up doing, I, I found nurse coaching and um, I decided that it was just way more aligned with the way that I wanted to to practice healthcare. So that's kind of what has brought me here. I I love that. And I'm so excited to kind of pick this journey apart because I'm sure there's so many like ebbs and flows and turns that got you to where you are today. So yeah. take us back to Shani as like a new nurse. What was she really excited about and kind of where did she see her career unfolding to? Yeah. Wow. That's a cool question. <laughs> I've, I haven't really like um, taken myself back that far just because <laughs> You know, at the beginning of my nursing career, I was it was so stressful. But I, I do think that at the very beginning, like whenever I first became a nurse, I was on, on that first shift as like an RN in the PZR. I was just really excited about um, about learning the skills that um, that that I was going to learn in the hospital, and then also that I was able to to help people, you know, like I, I did have several moments at the very beginning of my nursing career where I did really connect with my patients. You know, I, I was able to spend time with them. I was able to get to know them. Um, I was able to advocate for them. 
So new, new nurse Shawnee was super excited about learning and um, just absorbing all of the information and also being able to help people. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the mindset that I was in at the very beginning it was just like a learning absorbing mindset. Yeah, I love that. And like, there's so many eager new nurses who are like already, you know, to dive fully in. And I'm curious, just for kind of my own curiosity, was PDD like your dream job? Was that kind of like where your heart was set? Yeah. So I love, I always wanted to work with kids. Um, you know, I'm really good with kids. I feel like I myself am like a kid at heart. So PDR was like, whenever I landed that job, because I started off as a nurse tech in that in that unit. And Mm -hmm. whenever I landed that role, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like working with my dream population. And um, I was also just really excited that it was going to be a great opportunity to learn all these new skills. So that was, I think, my dream job at the very beginning. And then obviously that quickly changed after after a couple of years in in that field. Right. And I think that's such like an important, uh, just kind of reminder for the listener who's listening that like, you're allowed to change your mind. You know, we, we jump into something and we're so eager and we're so excited about it. And we're like, this is going to be the thing. And then, you know, whatever your timeline was of like, wow, I got into this as like an eager new grad. I was so excited. I landed my dream job, like on paper, it all made sense. And then Mm -hmm. kind of take us through that transition of like, where you started to realize like, this is no longer aligned. I need to try mm. something else on for size. Cause I think about the nurse who's listening, who, you know, maybe yeah. she's in a similar boat where she did check all the boxes. She is in her dream job, but still kind of has that nudge of like, maybe there's something else out there for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that process was really interesting because whenever I think back to nursing school, like they definitely teach a certain way in nursing school. They teach us that, you know, whenever we graduate, we do bedside, we do like, we, we do either ER, ICU, med surge to get the experience first. And there's like this particular process that I felt I had to do. And so whenever I did land that job, it was my dream job at the time, because it was kind of what has been ingrained in me that like, yeah, I'm going to learn a lot in PZR. Like, um, And so that excitement quickly turned into like a little bit of shock almost um, after, especially like my first few traumas in the ER. um, I started to realize that after my first few traumas and then after just seeing the culture of like just lack of support with the nurses and just the staff in general, there wasn't really a lot of support. I worked nights, so there was even less support for us. Um, But as the process kind of went on, I, I started to really realize that maybe the learning, the, the skills that, um, the skills that I'm going to develop, that's not the actual dream. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as I, as I did start to like absorb everything and really master some of those nursing skills, I also kind of took a step back and was able to see that, um, maybe my dream nursing job is not, (laughs) working 12 to 16 hours, you know, overnight and, and burning myself out. Right. Uh, cause I, I didn't, I didn't feel supported in that, in that community. I, um, I was being asked to come in all these different times and, and I, I ended up becoming like the unhealthiest I had ever been in that, in that area. So, uh, so that's really what made me kind of turn my perspective around and try to, to, 
look at alternative options. I ended up going inpatient into oncology after the PZR and that just kind of continued that journey, you know, of mm-hmm. me realizing that um, I wasn't really taking care of myself. I was killing myself for my job basically. And right. um, it got to a point whenever I was inpatient that I was like, I, re- I really can't do this anymore. <laughs> like I just can't. Right. And I'm sure the nurse listening can like see herself in your story because yeah. Unfortunately, but fortunately, like you said, like the pre-programming of nursing school, it's kind of like, here is the path to success. Hop on the train where you want and, you know, see where it takes you. And so I'm sure that was like a really powerful realization for you to be like, wait, Mm. this dream that I had isn't actually my dream. But also I think that that's like a testimony to like seasons of life is that like your Mm -hmm. dreams are going to change and evolve over time. And it's based on experience. So, you know, it's like you got that experience in PZD and you're like, okay, what door can I open next? So talk to us a little bit about um, that in-between phase of, you know, leaving PZD to now being a nurse coach. Kind of what was that transition as you were like, I think about the nurses listening who is afraid of opening new doors or knocking on new doors to try new things because of like that fear of like discomfort or what if I don't fit in or, you know, what if I want, like, what if I want to go back to that job, you know, that kind of mindset. Oh yeah. I love this question because there is a sense of security that we all feel right in the, in the conventional, like traditional nursing job, because we get the benefits, we get the guaranteed hours, we get offered overtime and incentive pay. And so um, that is all very attractive to someone who, um, you know, who wanted to, who wanted stability, right? Financially, I had student loans to pay off. I had all this stuff. I was living on my own. So um, yeah, that transition was very interesting. And it really was my, it really was my own health that, that put me, through that kind of like transformation process. Because like I said earlier, I was the unhealthiest I had ever been. I was, you know, working five to six nights a week. Um, and then I just, you know, my physical and emotional well-being were just like in the drain, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was in my early 20s and I, I was experiencing all this like secondary trauma and PTSD from working at the bedside. So um, whenever I found nurse coaching, I mean, before I found nurse coaching, I was really trying to, to find something that would like fill me back up. Right. And I mean, that search felt impossible <laughs> because I didn't really know what else was out there as far as nursing was concerned. Um, so whenever I found nurse coaching, I was really like actively in this process of transforming myself. You know, I was like, I had started to, go on this like physical transformation journey where I was, I lost a bunch of weight. I started to really like get my physical health in order. I started, um, you know, implementing a fitness regimen. And at that time, I think I was doing all the physical work, but the mental work still needed to be done. And I didn't really have space for that in the the current work setting that I was in. So as soon as I found nurse coaching, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is it, but it feels too good to be true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally, when I first started in the collective, which we'll get into the nurse coaching side of it here in just a second. But when I first started the collective, I was like, wait, there's actually nurses yeah. and humans in this world who care about the greater well-being of not only themselves, but other people. Yeah. And so I 
always say this to my community, like never stop searching. You never know what's going to be out there. And so you kind of went on that path of just like opening new doors. And when you were like explaining your story, I heard in this podcast the other day, this quote, it's like, you can't find yourself where you were lost. So it's like, you were lost in your job, you know, in the PZD, like kind of searching what comes next, but you had to go outside and really get into tune with your body, your physical, mental, and emotional health, which, you know, being somebody who is in the healthcare setting and somebody who is, you know, in charge of, or empowering others to kind of put Mm -hmm. themselves first and go on that healing journey, you know, that's kind of like the first thing to go, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like kind of like that back against the wall of like, is it my job or is it my health? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt in that in that scenario. I was really holding these two things and like I, I'm I'm also one of those people that just I never I never want my job to be first. Like my mm-hmm. family's first, my life is first, my okay. health is first. So um, you know, I started to see these patterns that I was that I was going towards as far as like kind of pushing all that other stuff away to be good at my job or to go to work. And, um, it just, it felt so misaligned. And so right. I really had to kind of get over that, that fear of not having the stable nursing job, um, with the benefits and all of that to, to be able to pursue something that I felt aligned with that still impacted people in the way that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but also allowed me like the the freedom, the time freedom, the energy freedom, the financial freedom to live my, my own life really. Right. Absolutely. And it's kind of like opportunity cost. It's like, you know, like what are you willing to give up in order to invest kind of somewhere else? But as you were starting to, you know, prioritize your physical health, you were getting into the collective, starting to prioritize like that, like inner work, mental health side of things, mental Mm -hmm. wellness. What like kind of was that first step? Cause I think about the nurse who's listening, who's like, okay, I know that like physically, mentally, and emotionally I'm drained. Like, did you have a support system? Did you have like a regimen or a program or like kind of where do you start to, when it comes to putting yourself first? Yeah. Oh gosh. What, what I did was I did have a really good support system. So, um, my husband at the time, he was my fiance. Like he was really, really supportive of me. Um, he, you know, he, he was actually like, I've known my husband for as long as I've been a nurse. So we met like right whenever I started in the PZD Mm -hmm. and, um, and so throughout my entire like nursing career, he has been kind of like my rock and my support and, um, encouraging me to just do whatever feels right. Especially whenever I, I kept having these nudges of like, I need to leave the hospital. I need to leave the hospital. And I was so afraid to, but he would kind of, um, he would, he would support me through that. And he would just basically tell me to listen to my intuition and tell me what I think and and go towards what I think is right. Um, so I had a great support system. My parents were really good support too. Um, and all of my, all of my friends around me were really, really supportive of me. So I had a really, really great solid, um, team behind me basically. And then as far as, um, as far as my own decision-making, I really had to, I guess the place where I started was like trusting. I had to learn how to trust. It was all like mental 
Like Mm -hmm. all of the things that I had to work through, it started with my mindset. So I started um, like kind of a huge personal development journey. I started listening to um, the kind of media and content that I felt helped me get to the place where I needed to be. So I started listening to podcasts. I love Brene Brown stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I found her um, like power of vulnerability stuff um, at the very beginning of all of that transformation within me and just really trying to learn about myself really. So practicing mindfulness, going to therapy. Um, I was just kind of like, searching for as many tools as I could to, to get me out of this, like this rut, this hole that I had dug myself into with my, with my nursing career. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's funny. Brene Brown was like one of the first people that I, like one of the first books that I read in personal development too. Yeah. But it's like, you know, they, they kind of go side by side. It's like, you know, you're looking for that career change is more aligned, but you don't really know what alignment is or what that feels like without working on like that mindset side of things. So they, they kind of go hand in hand. And then as you continue to do that work, it's like, okay, I'm getting a little bit more clear on what I want to like, what I want to do next. So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about alignment. Like, as like a physical sensation? Like, how do you know when you're in alignment? How do you know when you're out of alignment? Like in a nutshell, what is alignment? Yeah. (laughs) I love this question because uh, so alignment is like one of my favorite words ever. Um, Just because, I mean, my whole whole company is built off of that word. Uh, So what alignment means for me is, okay, so physical sensation. Whenever I feel totally and completely aligned, I feel like my whole body is at peace. Like there's, there's no area of tension. Everything just feels like expansive. That's kind of the word that comes to mind. Um, you know, my, my mind is in line with my heart. My heart is in line with my gut. My gut is aligned with everything else. So whenever I feel totally at peace and not even like relaxed, but just like content, you know, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. That's how I know that I'm totally aligned. And I kind of use that as my gauge whenever I'm in the decision-making process for anything. Um, and being aligned is not just a one category type of thing. You know, I have to look at every area of my life. As we learn as nurse coaches, we look at things from a holistic perspective. And so um, whenever I think of alignment, I think, okay, what areas of my life right now are not aligned and how can I bring it back to center? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so as I've gone through this journey of leaving the conventional side of healthcare and delving more into like the holistic side, that's what I've had to really do and check in with myself, especially whenever I'm making big decisions like leaving my job or starting a business or, you know, doing all these things. I I have to go back to how it feels in my body and like also what my purpose is, what my values are. If it aligns with my values and what I believe my purpose is in this world, then everything that I do is going to be in alignment. Right. Absolutely. And it's like realizing that all of the areas of your life intersect. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you can share your take on this, but it's like, I don't feel like you can be fully in alignment 
at work if you're not in alignment outside of work with your routines and your habits and vice versa with like your social relationships, your intimate relationships, like Mm -hmm. everything collectively comes together as a whole. And I'm curious if you can remember like the first time you felt in your body, like viscerally, physically, like I'm in alignment. This, this is where I was meant to be. Can you Mm -hmm. take us back to that moment? If you can remember it. Yeah. Oh, I got to think of what moment that was. I think whenever I, um, yeah. So it's really funny because it was actually that, that, um, that application call for the collective. It's really weird. Like I'm trying to like think back on if there was a time before that where I felt like super aligned and I don't think there was just because, um, I was so unhappy and so, um, just exhausted with the way that I was practicing nursing before. And then I got on this application call with one of the onboarding specialists for the collective. And she was sharing with me her story about what she's doing with nurse coaching and the way that she's really impacting people's lives. And that she's also, you know, practicing on her own and not associated with a hospital or, um, you know, not answering to anyone. She, you know, she runs her own business and she's got all this time freedom and, and, financial freedom. And as she was talking, I was, I I felt like everything tense within me just kind of like went away. And I was like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be talking to this person because as she's sharing her journey, several points of her talking were, I mean, I was saying to myself, this is, this is going to be me. Like, this is me. And, um, you know, I didn't even take 24 hours to think about it. Like I, paid right after we got off the phone. And like, it was, I don't know, it was, it was just this moment of like, I can't believe that something like this exists because this is kind of like what I've been searching for. And like, maybe I was a little bit in shock and in like a little bit of disbelief that it was actually real, but I still felt like I was in complete alignment. Like, you know, any, any other sensation that I felt was kind of fear of it not working out or whatever. But when I, when I go back to the deeper, root of it. Like that's what I felt. And I I couldn't ignore that. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I can remember my call, like exactly like that too. It's like, there is a world out there that exists where like all of my passions can like collide, you know, it's like where you can have all the things that make you, you come together. And had you not like gone knocking on that door or being willing to drop into that space with Mm -hmm. that specialist, like where would, you know, like, where would you be now? And so like, that's kind of like where like the opportunity cost comes in. It's like fear might be sitting there, but sometimes that fear is like a good thing. It's like pushing you to that edge to like, get on the call, answer, like pick up the phone, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like this. So, and I had to learn this over time, but um, like, cause I feel like we're always going to have fear. Like everyone has fear. It always comes up. I mean, our brains are like programmed to try to protect ourselves. And um, what I had to learn to do was look at the other side of things and give that equal airtime or even like more airtime in my brain, you know? So I had to tell myself like, okay, I'm afraid that it won't work out, but like, what if it does, you know, and Mm -hmm. explore that and entertain that and visual, like even visualizing what it would be like if it did work out and spending more time on that. Um, that that's actually something that really helped me is stepping into that kind of like future successful, 
version mm-hmm. of me. And even if there were parts of it that didn't work out, like I had the confidence that I would figure it out. Right. Yeah. And kind of like vision casting or playing out, you know, like six months from now, where do I see myself? And it's also like, if I continue in doing the same job with the same habits, also, where do I see myself and yeah. kind of picking like, choose your heart, right? Like choose your right. heart of staying the same and staying miserable and just accepting it is what it is. And then, or choosing the heart of like, you know, dealing with like that, those emotions and like that back and forth and like that inner dialogue of like, yeah, what if I fail? But what if it turns out even better than you ever could have imagined, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, and I, I like, I, I would like your perspective on it, you know, you were working so hard on yourself outside mm-hmm. of getting on this call, you know, so it's not like you just got on the call and your life changed. You were also doing all of this work kind of yeah. like behind the scenes and like alongside that almost as well. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is just as important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that the, I mean, I, I don't think I would have been able to say yes on that call or that I would have even felt that alignment at all because, mm-hmm. you know, if I hadn't done that, that work previously. Right. And it's kind of just like getting in touch with like the things that you enjoy. You know, you talked about when you first started in the PZD, like you were really eager to learn and, you know, try new skills. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about the shift of like practice, like at mm-hmm. its core, like conventional medicine when you were in the PZD versus like kind of the new lens and the new approach you have on medicine from the holistic perspective yeah. and just kind of your take on that. I know that I feel like holistic medicine in general, um, at least in my world, like before nurse coaching and before like intentionally following the people who were like on a holistic journey, mm-hmm. I didn't really know like what the difference was or how I could shift my own practice. So just touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you said that because I, <laughs> whenever I thought of like holistic medicine before, I thought it was just like this really woo woo, like, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I didn't, it, it's it to a, to a PEDS ED nurse who is just out of nursing school and is only exposed to this like fast paced, like go, go, go environment. Um, I, I felt like holistic medicine sounded silly. Yeah. And I, I feel almost like embarrassed to say that because now that's all I practice, but right. like, you know, at the very beginning, whenever, and I think it's just also goes back to like pre-programming in nursing school. They don't really talk about holistic medicine at all in nursing no. school. And so, you know, my, my only, um, my only experience was with conventional medicine. And I quickly learned that with conventional medicine, like I found that it was more so problem focused instead of person focused. And so we were putting band-aids on problems. We weren't really getting down to the root of why people were sick. And, um, and while there's a space, I think for that model, like there has to be a balance of both. Right. And the thing I love about holistic medicine is that um is that we're not giving our we're not giving the patients power away mm-hmm. to to anything else we're we're empowering them and we're approaching it from the fact that they are the expert of their own life and you know that that can sound really weird to somebody who's not really uh who's not really well versed in like the holistic viewpoint but really like nobody knows your body better than you do you're mm-hmm. not going to go to the doctor and have them have all the answers for you if you can't verbalize to them what you feel is going on, you know? Right. So yeah, shifting my practice, it, it took a little bit of um, 
of time for me to really shift to that different mindset. But the more I thought about it and, you know, taking that knowledge from conventional medicine and blending it with the holistic side is, is really powerful. You know, um, there's, there's space for both. There should be space for both. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a journey to, to blend those two. But I think that, um, like I said, there's, there's a place for conventional medicine, but holistic medicine is also um, just a much more powerful tool than I think people give it credit for. Absolutely. And this kind of, this kind of like came up as you were talking. I remember yeah. like, you know, like um, when we're learning like the pain scale and it's like, yeah. you like want to tell the patient, like you're not a 10 out of 10 pain, like you're laying there and you're fine, but it goes back, you know, like we don't like that uncertainty, you know, it goes back to like, we want to know the end solution. We want to yeah. know the definite answer. And it's like, you said holistic medicine really puts the ball back in their court mm-hmm. and really just puts the patient in a perspective of power and like really showing them possibilities and opportunities that lie yeah. outside of conventional medicine of, you know, the, the pills. And, you know, I, until I started the collective, I would like never took note of how little conversation there is around like nutrition for heart failure patients. Yeah. And so now it's yeah. like, I make it a point to go out of my way. Like I will sit in there for an hour doing discharge instructions. If it knows like if I know that you're at least going to get some information about how to change your lifestyle outside yeah. of these four walls. Yeah. And yeah, I love that you brought that up. Like I, I was, th- I was thinking the same thing with oncology because I was an oncology nurse for four years and like not a lot of, there's not a lot of um, education and time spent with patients talking to them about how stress management like feeds into their, their outcomes for their cancer treatment, you know? And so I would make it a point myself to, to spend more time with my patients, even if it was like running over, like, you know, I, I had the, I had the pleasure though of working with, with oncologists and, and with physicians that would actually spend a lot of time with their patients. So, um, you know, it, it did show me how everything is connected and how, whenever you, approach it from a holistic perspective, um, you know, the patients end up with better outcomes, honestly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember like the first couple of times I like did it and like the the patients were so taken back. Like, it's like, honestly blows my mind that that, like the standard of care, like the bar has been set, dare I say low (laughs) when it comes to the education piece side and like collectively like together coming up with a solution of like, you know, when you walk out of here, you're not just going to pick up your prescriptions and you're going to do what else, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's so cool that nurse coaching and just holistic medicine in general opens up those doors and those opportunities. And, you know, me, me and you both know that it's an emerging field and like, it's going to radically change the world one day, but it starts with each individual nurse, you know, the one discharge, Mm -hmm. the one nurse taking extra time with her oncology patients. And so I just think about the nurse who's listening, who feels kind of like almost like this sense of like powerlessness of like, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't change or, you know, my one opinion or my one skill set isn't going to change the world. What's Mm -hmm. kind of your take on that into like, just kind of owning who you are as a nurse and like your purpose and mission as a nurse. Mm, yeah. That was really beautiful. Like how, how you said, I mean, there is this, this mindset of I'm just one person. How am I gonna, mm-hmm. how am I going to change anything? But 
I think seeing, you know, like being in my own practice and seeing the ripple effects of me being my authentic self and being vulnerable and showing up as the nurse that I am, not the nurse that like I was made to be, I was programmed to be. Mm -hmm. uh, That has been a beautiful thing to watch unfold because I'm seeing, you know, um, I've, I've even had like previous patients before I became a nurse coach, previous patients, like find me on Facebook and message me telling me how they still remember how, how amazing of a nurse I was to them and how great of care I provided for them. And then like fast forward to now where I'm getting, I'm working with clients on this like really deep inspirational level. And I'm actively seeing their transformation and how their transformation ripples out into their lives and the people that they care about. Like it is, it like gives me chills just talking about it because, um, because we really can get like so focused in on that, like that, that, um, isolating, isolating part of, you know, I'm only one person. I can only help so many people, but like, there's a huge ripple effect. And I don't think we really take that to account whenever we're, whenever we're thinking about like our fears of starting our businesses or, you know, becoming nurse coaches or doing something different outside of the conventional model of healthcare. And when we can, when we can zoom out a little bit, I always think of like, um, of looking at a, like a quilt or some kind of like, you know, tapestry under a microscope. Like you see all these threads and you're not entirely sure how they fit together. But whenever you zoom out, you see like the big picture and how everything is so beautifully complementing each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's kind of a tangent that I went off on. But you know, that's kind of what I think about, um, you know, my own impact. And sometimes whenever I struggle with seeing seeing the impact, I try to zoom out, I try to look at my my client testimonials and um, and really be grateful for the fact that I've impacted a life and they're going to impact another life and it'll just keep going that way, you know? Yeah. I think that's so beautifully put. And I love that visual of like, you know, really zooming out and looking at the bigger impact. I think the ripple effect is so real, even mm-hmm. when a nurse decides to put herself first and, you know, put in that legwork of physical, mental, and emotional well-being, mm-hmm. you're better when you go to work because of it. When you're better, mm-hmm. when you're at work, you know, your patients are impacted. So it's exactly what you just said. You know, that ripple effect is so real, no matter what capacity yeah. and that feeling of, just being one person, like you are one person, but you matter and you can change so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about kind of what you do now as a nurse and Mm -hmm. how you still utilize. I think a lot of times nurses kind of, and you touched on this a little bit, you know, like how you were programmed to be a nurse Mm -hmm. versus like who you are as a nurse now. And I think about, um, the nurse whose identity kind of gets lost in the letters of RN, you know, yeah. I, I truly do believe that your license is just a tool in your toolbox. It's not how you're defined. So show yeah. us a little bit about you and kind of your new take on being an RN and how you're utilizing that. Yeah. I love this question because I always think when, whenever I hear that, it brought me back to whenever I graduated from nursing school and I wasn't like, I was so excited to graduate. Right. And I didn't, 
quite feel like any kind of emotion during graduation, except for whenever we were reciting the Florence Nightingale Pledge. I started bawling, crying. And that really just brought me back to like my purpose. My purpose is to help people, is to heal people and to do no harm. And um, and I think that whenever I think about about saying that pledge and the emotional response that that I had whenever we were reciting that, um, that has kind of carried with me throughout my whole entire nursing career. And, um, you know, I was reminded of it whenever I found nurse coaching and, you know, whether it's nurse coaching or something else, right. Something outside of the, whatever you're doing now. Um, if you don't feel totally aligned with what you're doing as a nurse, there's a reason for that. You know, there's a reason why you got into nursing. And so that's kind of what I would say is, I, I had to really go back to my reason and mm-hmm. um, and use that as an anchor, as the basis for making all of my career decisions after that, um, which is kind of scary sometimes because sometimes the thing that is more aligned with your why for why you became a nurse is something that you're not at all comfortable with. Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Something that's new, something that is scary. So while I, I totally, totally get that. I also think that, um, it is, it is more in service to the people that need your help to align yourself first, you know? Yes. That is so good. I, that's such a powerful perspective too, is like, not only are you better for it, but the people you provide for are better for as well. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of times nurses just kind of like accept this standard or this norm that was somewhere along the line created of like, you were meant to be at bedside and be miserable your whole career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, that's just not it. <laughs> that's yeah. not it at all. You know, like there's so many opportunities within nursing. And so, yeah. like you said, going back to that, why and using that as your anchor and mm-hmm. knowing that like, you get to decide what comes next. And, you know, I personally, I firmly believe in career by design, you know, it's like looking at the Mm. skill sets and the things that light you up about your job. You know, maybe you are a bedside nurse and it's like not your jam, you know, you're not loving it. You know, that's not for your forever, but what skills can you really capitalize on there? You know, really hone in on those there and then find them elsewhere. And that's kind of what you did. You know, you, you knew that you liked learning new skills and you knew that you liked, you know, really like diving full into being willing to learn. So it's like, how can I still use this learning process, Mm -hmm. but just in a different way that's more aligned with this person that I'm becoming as I'm on this pursuit of, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally bettering myself. Alas, there's coaching. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And like, you know, people, there are nurses out there who love bedside. And I think that that is, great. Like we need nurses at the bedside. Literally. (laughs) Um, yeah. So in that regard, like, even if you are at bedside and you, you love it, um, there may still be like pieces of that, that, that don't feel right. And so just Mm -hmm. finding what that is and looking outside of the box to, to make those pieces align so that you're not, you know, you're not out of balance. You don't feel out of balance. Yeah. And it's just kind of going down the rabbit hole of like, but why do I like this? You know, what, what yeah. about this excites me? You know, mm-hmm. what, what do I need more of? What do I need less of? Yeah. And ultimately like, it's just not worth sacrificing yourself to be in a career that doesn't feel fully aligned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, totally. And as you're making these transitions, like you really have to cultivate that self-awareness of like, this isn't it, you know, and with yeah. like all of the noise and the chatter of, you know, maybe it's management, maybe it's people in your life. Well, like it's a good paying job, or maybe it's yourself who's like, but it check marks the box is kind of where we started this conversation. How do you just cultivate more self-awareness in a world or a society that's telling you what you quote unquote should be doing? Mm. Oh yeah. The first thing I would say is to unplug. I would say, because there's a lot, there's so much noise on social media, on television, uh, just everywhere. And one of the best, one of the, one of the fate, my favorite like self care practices that I do now is I unplug for um, a specific amount of time where I'm not on social media. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm, you know, I, I purposefully schedule like more date nights with my husband or more like outings and just getting into nature and, um, yeah, just really finding a way to unplug from all of the noise and do things that like serve no purpose other than to bring me joy. Yes. This has come up with a lot of my clients recently is like, I need to find more joy. And, um, yeah. So that would be like the number one thing that I would say to do to just create more self-awareness is be with yourself, you know, create mm-hmm. space to like actually hear your own thoughts and figure out how you actually feel about things without all of the the noise of, you know, social media and, um, and e- everything else, you know. Absolutely. And whether you like consciously or unconsciously know and like are aware how their decisions or what you consume is affecting your own decisions, you know, you never really get that awareness until you like do truly disconnect. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've also been practicing as I'm like, you know, figuring out what does nurse coaching mean to me? Like what's in alignment for my practice? And it's like, I see so many epic humans doing all of these things. And then I'm like, Oh, I want to do that. No, but I want to do that. No, but I want to do that. And so, you know, that's great. I love to use others as like inspiration, but also like at the end of the day, asking yourself, like what is in most alignment for me and getting to that place with space to just be with yourself. So you can hear your own thoughts and your own words. Right. And that's hard for nurses to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> because we're so we're so conditioned to be like okay with a fast-paced environment where we don't have time to sit there and think about ourselves, right? Um but yeah, I mean, having that quiet time, you know, practicing mindfulness, just utilizing silence. Like mm-hmm. I, one of my one of the things that I've really um loved to do is find little pockets of the day where I can just like be quiet mm-hmm. and not have anything around me. Like whenever I'm driving in my car now by myself, I don't put the music on. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do if I want, if I really, if I really want to, but like right. a lot of times just driving somewhere in complete silence is really grounding. Like, yeah. and, and it really allows me to hear my thoughts and to be aware of what, what's going on internally. Yeah. And I, I can imagine that at first when you started doing that practice, it was like kind of uncomfortable because so uncomfortable. <laughs> we don't live in a world where silence is like a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's learning to like find comfort in that discomfort and kind of like that peace and that trust and that knowing of like, mm-hmm. this is exactly what I need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Beautiful. Well, Shani, where can actually, I want to celebrate you and you leaving your job. And I want to hear a little bit about that before (laughs) we hop off here. I was going to like wrap things up with a pretty little bow, but I think it's really important that we celebrate you and that we kind of chat a little bit about this decision to leave your job and pursue what you're doing now. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, leaving my job. It's, it's been a journey because I, I originally wanted to leave my job by my birthday, which was in May. And as soon as I had made that that goal, I started getting this anxiousness and this anxiety about like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do this. All that fear, all that stuff that we were talking about earlier was creeping in. And so, you know, my own coach was just kind of telling me, let's, let's let go of that, of that goal. Let's just celebrate where you're at and you're on your birthday and trust that you're exactly where you need to be. And I ended up, you know, energetically just feeling so much better after that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I, I left my job about a month after that initial goal. So, um, yeah, the process of, of letting go of my, my full-time nursing job was big for me, I think, um, because I'm now able to fully commit to practicing nursing the way that I want to, the way that I think impacts more people on my end. Um, and yeah, it's just been really exciting. So now I I have my, um, I have my full one-on-one practice. And, um, like I said earlier, I kind of help healers in the healing space find alignment with their purpose and their passion and find their authentic voice and just be who they truly are. Um, and, and then I also do a little bit of work with, uh, with, cancer care. So I'm a support group facilitator for a, a local nonprofit here in Washington. And then I've, I've also been building um, a program to help support oncology healthcare workers, just because oh that field, since I was an oncology healthcare right. worker, it's very close to my heart. Um, so yeah. And then I'm, I'm currently um, working also for the Nurse Coach Collective as awesome. well. That's beautiful. So many incredible things. And I love that you kind of like energetically let go of like that, like kind of like arbitrary date, almost like, of course, like you were excited about it, but sometimes it's just like, you know, like you said, trusting yourself that like, this is all playing out the way that it's supposed to. And knowing that like the impact that you're making on like nurses and support workers who were once in your shoes, mm-hmm. I think that's such like a beautiful full circle moment. So I just want to celebrate you on that for a minute. Yeah, thank you. I if, if I feel like like whenever you're on a roller coaster and you're holding on really tightly, I feel like I've just kind of like let go. Hands up in the air, let's go. Yeah, like woo, let's go. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, I just think about the listener who's listening, who feels like that's so far out of reach. And Mm -hmm. really, I think it's important to, like you've touched on so many times, honor the season that you're in, Mm -hmm. but honor and know that it's okay to want more for yourself and to continue to ask yourself, what would be the next step that just gets me into a little bit more of alignment? You know, I, I think it's really, I think about like when you go to the chiropractor, I don't really go to the chiropractor that much, but like right, right. they like want you to come back a couple of times to get like fully adjusted in alignment. Yeah. Like it's like the same thing with your life. You can't expect like one habit or one shift or one move or one job or career change to like change your whole damn life because so it's, true. Yeah. it's going to mm-hmm. take consistency over time. Um, Cause you're going to learn what you do want and what you don't want, what works and what doesn't work. And mm-hmm it's okay to change your mind. I think that's been like my life motto recently. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Totally. Okay. To change your mind. 
love that. Well, where can we connect with you after this episode to just stay in the loop of everything that you have going on in your world? Yeah. So I am on like all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok as nurse coach, Sean, Shawnee, uh, with an E. And then, um, my website is alignwellco.com. And I also have my own podcast called aligned and well. Um, so yeah, our whole theme today, when we're talking about alignment, like it's just very, like very on the nose with what, with what I, I do. And, um, yeah, so you can follow me there. I do have one-on-one coaching. I think I'm full right now, but um, but I'll have some spots opening up in September. And for awesome. any nurse coaches listening to this too, I have um, a, mem- a membership that you can join. Awesome. All right. Well, I will make sure that all of that is down in the show notes. And thank you so much for popping on and chatting with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Hello, my built for you friend. I just wanted to remind you of the 100th episode giveaway celebration that we have going on. If you leave a Apple rating and review and send me a screenshot so that way I can get you entered into our $50 gift card giveaway celebration. If you're not an Apple podcast listener, you can tag me over on Instagram at Michaela underscore Robertson underscore of you tuning into your favorite episode to be entered as well. I appreciate you and I'm so grateful for you, my friend. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon. Chat soon.